0: And just listen to what I'm going to ask you, this question. uh, And think about it for a minute before you think I'm crazy to ask you this. But uh, this morning, I want to ask you, who's sitting in your seat? Now, you might be looking at me and saying, well, I'm sitting in my seat. I'm the one sitting here and and nobody's sitting. I mean... I'm not saying that you left after sitting down and somebody came and sat where you are, but uh, I want to ask you, who's sitting in your seat? Now, um, while that might sound crazy and you might say, well, I'm sitting in my seat, um, I want to ask you, which you is it that's sitting in your seat? Now, think about that for a minute. Is it the you that you want everyone... believe is you or is it the you that you truly are which is it which you is sitting in the seat this morning as you're sitting where you are you see a lot lot of times uh, uh, we uh, fail to realize that uh, there are actually three people not just the you that you want to show everyone else or the you that you really are, but um, the you also that God perceives you to be and knows you to be. There's there's three people sitting in your seat this morning. And so we need to uh, 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 be aware of that. Thank you, sir. We need to... Uh, Think about that for a minute. When I was a a little boy, I I, uh, was just like all the other little boys, and and I uh, really, really uh, enjoyed watching this one individual. Let let me ask you uh, a few questions, and you fill in the part that I leave blank, okay? Okay. Uh, and and try and figure out who we're talking about. Okay, he's able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. He's faster than a speeding bullet, speeding bullet more powerful than a locomotive. Who am I talking about? Superman. Superman okay. Uh, uh, you know, I, I always thought Superman was was a uh, really neat. Uh, superhero and he was the main guy back when I was coming up uh, we didn't we didn't think about all these other i mean all the other ones were around already by then uh, but uh uh, uh Superman was the main guy. He was most popular, I think, uh, when I was coming along. One of the things that Superman was able to do that I always thought that was really neat was is that uh, when he went into an area and he was trying to find the person that had uh, the the damsel in distress that had been kidnapped, he could go into the area and he could use his x-ray vision and see behind walls and see uh, through places in order to see where the victim was or if if they were uh, trying to steal... Uh, the Hope Diamond or whatever it was that they were trying to get away with, the criminals didn't have a chance because he could go in to an area and use that x-ray vision in order to see into boxes, into all kinds of things. But there was one thing that that Superman couldn't see into. Does anybody remember what that was? He had trouble seeing with his x-ray vision when they used what? Lead. Lead, right, right. I never understood why... uh, uh, he he had that limitation, but I think what it was is to uh, to personalize Superman, not make him perfect, you know. But uh, Superman couldn't see lead, and once the criminals learned that, they could hide the kryptonite inside the lead box and make out like it had the stolen jewelry in it, or or they could uh, 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 shield themselves from. Uh, Superman by by having a wall built out of lead or something like that, and and I don't know why they tried to do that, because uh, as soon as Superman came in and saw there was a wall there made of lead, uh, he knew exactly to look that he needed to find out what was behind that wall. Right? I mean. Uh, but he, he could see through uh, people. He could see into uh, all kinds of rooms from the outside and all that kind of thing in order to find the criminals. And, and he always did those things in order to save the day. And Superman was pretty neat in that way, but it uh, reminds me of the fact that, uh, that God can see into my life. He can see into me and and he. there's nothing that God can't see uh, in this world. He, he knows everything that is. He sees uh, into our lives. He knows what's going on. And there's nothing really that is hidden from God. And that's what David here is writing about in Psalms 139, <coughs> where our scripture is this morning. Psalm 139 is uh, where we, we're looking. And David says uh, these words to, uh, to, to God. He says in verse 23 and 24, which is really the, the focal point of this passage of Scripture. He says, "...Search me, O God, and know my heart." Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Think about those verses. And this goes so well along with our Sunday school lesson this morning and I want to encourage you if you're not in Sunday school to come be in Sunday school because our Sunday school lesson kind of just weaves right into this from Ephesians how we need to put on the new uh, man and all that kind of thing and that was a wonderful lesson this morning Uh, but uh, we need to ask God David was asking God God I want you to see into my life I want you to know my life, and I want you to uh, search into my life, and and this whole psalm is really about God, uh, uh, David praising God for His uh, knowing His life, and and asking God uh, to uh, to search out His life. He, he he starts from the very beginning of Psalm one thirty nine. Search, uh, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou hast known my. Uh, down sitting in mine uprising, thou understands my thoughts afar off. Thou compasseth me uh, uh, my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all of my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou, hast known, uh, thou knowest it altogether. Uh, thou hast uh, beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, and it is high. I cannot attain unto it. And he goes on to say, where in the world can I go that I can get away from you? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I go to the depths, you're there. If I try and cover myself up with dirt, God, you're even there. He said, you know all of these things. So why is it that that David then says at the end of this chapter search me and know me if God knows me if God knows my getting up and, and, and sitting down if God knows my coming out and going in if God knows all of these things why is it that I need to say search me and know me you see it's one thing to know something I know uh, I know who the President of the United States is. Uh, I think every school child knows who uh, sits in the White House uh, as each new elected individual gets elected. Uh, but, but do we know them? It, it's a different matter to, to know who it is and to know them personally. And so David is saying, God, you know all of these things. You know all the things about uh, my life. You know everywhere I go. You know everything. I I can't get away from you. Uh, If I try and get away from you, you're still there. So how in the world can I possibly hide anything from you? So he says uh, at the end, search me and know me. This is a plea from from David to God, for him to not just simply to know about him, but to search his life intimately to search uh, uh, his uh, his very essence of who he is, search me, O God, and know my heart. he says, "I want you to know more than just simply about the things that I do and the places that I go more than just simply uh, Lord, I want you to To know more than just simply uh, the things that are happening in my life, I want you to know me intimately. This is a plea from David that God would uh, inspect his life in such a way. He says, "Search and know my heart. Know the the things, the essence of who I am. Know the very uh, uh, the very." Part of me that I try and hide from myself," um, he sa- He's saying to God, "Know my essence." He, when he says, "Know my heart," he's not saying, "God, look into my heart and see if my uh, that muscle is pumping like it's supposed to, and make sure that it, it's going like it's, it needs to be." No, he sa- "What he's saying is, know my." Uh, uh. When he says, "Know my heart," he says, "Know my." Uh, understand the what uh, drives me to do the things that I do know my uh, know my uh, motivation in my life know the things that uh, that that drive me know the things that that are more than just the essence of who I am, but know the very uh, 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 aspect of my life, know me, search me and know my heart uh, this is this is key, and this is important for every christian to uh, to to ask God to do this in their life. David had a relationship with God, he knew who God was, and he knew that God knew all things about him and knew the, every aspect of his life but he 's saying, God, I want you to know the very uh, essence of who I am.' so that I can have a deeper personal relationship with you, so that in my life I can uh, be assured that, uh, that everything and every aspect of my life is according to your standard. You see, uh, let's flip it around. Um, it's one thing to simply know that there is a God. It's another thing also to simply know that Jesus went and died on the cross. But it's another thing to accept the gift of salvation because that's a very different thing. Uh, you can know that God, uh, that Jesus lived and that He lived a sinless life and that He was the uh, the payment of our sins and He went and died on the cross so that everybody would have eternal life. It's a whole different matter though. When we ask you, not just do you know that, but do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Have you accepted the gift of salvation? Have you allowed Jesus Christ to enter into your heart? All of those things are different in that... Uh, you have now taken the knowledge of what has happened and you have applied it to your life. You allowed Jesus Christ to come into your heart and life. You've allowed Him to uh, to save you from your sins. Those are different things. It's a whole different thing to, to accept the love of Jesus Christ into your heart and life. And it, it's more than just simply knowing that Jesus lived, who Jesus was. Uh, the Bible tells us that even the demons know that Jesus was the Son of God. Even the the demons are aware of the fact that Jesus went and died on the cross for the sins of humanity. But they reject God. They reject Jesus. They reject His love. And so uh, 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 what David is saying is, God, I know and I'm aware of the fact that you know all things and now I want you to inspect my heart. So why? So that I can be aware of the things that are happening in my life and I can be aware of my heart. He says, try me and know my thoughts. So now David is saying, God, I want you to not just simply to... To be aware of who I am, I want you to test me and try me. This is like uh, when you hear a little funny sound happening in your car and you take it to the mechanic and he put, uh, he runs a diagnostic test and he puts the computer onto the onto your uh, car and he finds out how much oxygen is going into the engine uh how how much uh, 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 fuel is being uh, burnt A- as it fires those pistons it finds out how mu- he finds out how much uh, electricity is being generated by the spark plugs as they're sparking and all those things he he finds out all that stuff and then he knows out of his knowledge of of the combustible engine uh, he knows what's going on in your uh, vehicle and he 's aware of of danger uh, problem signs in in the maintenance of the vehicle, and he 's able to suggest things that will help make your car run smoother. He might tell you you need to uh, uh, change uh, uh, this or that or the other in your car you might need to uh, uh, change out the fluids make make sure your uh, filters clean and Make sure that your, uh, uh, your timing is adjusted just right. He might uh, may, uh, tweak some things in order to make that engine do more than just simply want run. You want to make that engine purr. You want to make that engine to just sound like it's supposed to be running, like, it, like it's just made to be functioning that way. Why? Because you get the most performance out of it. And so in our own life, we need to ask God to simply uh, not just simply to give us okay God give me the, the rules I need to live by in order to uh, be able to live according to the way that, they're spo- uh, that I'm supposed to live well what happens when we just simply have the Ten Commandments what happens when we just see the law we get it all wrapped up in living a certain way uh, doing certain things performing certain things in our life and we lose sight of what uh, those laws are there to, to teach us about our relationship to God we lose sight of why God gave those laws to us. We lose sight of the fact that it's, uh, those laws are there to demonstrate us, uh, to us that we're sinful, fallible individuals, to demonstrate to us that we can't possibly save us in ourselves. We lose sight of the fact that we need a Savior, that we need uh, 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 God to intervene in our life because we can't possibly live up to all these laws. And so David is uh, is saying to God, God, search me and know my heart. Find out what it is that's going on in my life and, and find my motivations. Know my, the essence of my heart. And let me tell you something. That's a difficult thing for a Christian to ask of God. Think about that for a minute. God don't lie. God doesn't, God doesn't pull punches. When it comes to our spiritual walk, god 's not concerned about our feelings and where i I, I remember uh, uh something happening at work and 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 I was troubled because i I wanted to convey some information to someone without implying that they had done something because i wasn't sure whether or not they had and, and I wanted to just simply convey to them. Uh, the importance uh, of of what was happening, and make sure that they didn't see uh, something they weren't supposed to see and I was perplexed i didn 't know how to deal with it and and one of my coworkers came up to me and and i I confided in her, and I said, "What am I going to do? How am I going to approach this without implying that this person did anything wrong which i i didn't believe that they had um, but to expressed the gravity of the situation. and She said, well, here's what you, uh, you do. And she helped me to, to phrase it in such a way to, to convey the importance of the situation and the importance of, of my point that I was trying to get across without implying that she had done anything wrong. God's not that way. God knows when we do wrong things. God knows the things that we... God knows why we go certain places. God knows the, the uh, our heart and here David's already given permission to God to search his heart, to know his heart, to examine his heart, to run a diagnostic on his heart and to know the, the essence of who he is and why he does things and, and uh, why he uh, uh, does this instead of something else. And, and so uh, uh, then he says, uh, test me, prove me, make, make my life an open book to you. God's not going sit, to uh, sit there and work uh, worry about being delicate with us. God wants to uh, open up to us and let us know when we fail. And it's, it's not because He's coming in like a stern parent with a switch and say, okay, you did wrong, bend over, it's time for your punishment. That's not what God's motive is. God's motive is, is that we live a godly life, that we live the kind of life that, God, uh, that, that He wants us to live. God's desire is, is that we not uh, place ourselves in a position to, to do damage to our relationship to God. And so, when we uh, when we openly allow God to know our hearts, to uh, to examine us, to inspect us, to try us and, and test us, uh, what we're doing is is we're saying to God, God, give me the give me the 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 bare essence of who I am. You see, um, when we know something about ourselves, we t- have a tendency try and hide it from ourselves try and tell ourselves that uh that things aren't really a reality we might step on a scale and look at the numbers just to climb and and say well i'm just a little overweight or, or we might go to the doctor and and the doctor say well you're not dead yet Okay, that's good. Well, your, uh, your blood pressure's not so high that you're having a, a stroke. That's another good thing. Um, but uh, what we really want to know, uh, and, and he'll tell us, look, you need to cut out this, you need to cut out that, you need to do this, and you need to start exercising. What is he telling us? Our health is not the best. And we come home and we say to our spouse, uh, when they ask how it went at the doctor, well, he told me I was—he didn't tell me I was overweight, or he didn't tell me I was uh, having a heart condition, or he didn't tell me this or that. And all along, the doctor's saying, "Cut this out! Don't do this! Stop eating that! Here's some medications you need to start taking to change some of the things." And what what is it? All those things are all. All indicators that our health isn 't right, that our health isn 't perfect that that we need to change some aspects of our life in order to have a healthy life, but we lie to ourselves, we convince ourselves well i i 'm really not that bad, and we men we tend to do that even worse. we get sick and we th- and we say well i 'll feel better tomorrow well i 'm just tired today and and i i 'll uh, uh put some liniment on my uh, my Shoulder and I'll wake up tomorrow feeling just fine, or we'll say, you know well uh uh it'll just go away isn't that isn't that what we say men uh we we tend to say you know well it's, it'll probably just pass. I, I, I'll get up there to the doctor's office when they finally get a, a, an appointment, and there won't be anything. Isn't that, isn't that the way when we have something going wrong with the car, as soon as we uh, take it up to the mechanic, it's not doing what it, it's always been doing? And it's the same way with our health. Uh, we get to feeling bad, getting uh, feeling sick. We call for an appointment. We go up there on our appointment day, and what's happened? We feel fine. We feel perfectly good. We don't have any problem at all. We lie to ourselves. God's not going to lie to us about our condition. And David here is not just simply opening up an invitation to be more intimate with God. He's also opening up uh, with an invitation to God to say, know what is going on in my life and help me to figure out where am I going wrong? Why, what's his motivation for that? Why is David saying this? Because he knows that God knows everything about him and David wants to live the kind of life that is righteous before God. He wants to live the kind of life that God wants him to live. And so instead of just simply ignoring his relationship to God, David is saying, God, look into my life. Look into everything that's going on Test me, prove me, see what is is going on. Why? So that I can live the uh, right kind of life. So I can live the righteous life. So that I can live according to your will. He says, not just simply search me, know me, try my heart. See if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way of righteousness. David's desire is... He says, God, you know me better than anyone else. You know where I go. You know where I come. You know my sitting down, my getting up. You know my motivations. You know my very heart. And I've invited you to come and, and test me, prove me. Now, see if there's any wickedness in me. Why? So that I Not just so that, that you can know me, but so that I can know me so that I can know who I am, so that I can uh, get this wickedness out of me. David's motivation in asking this of God is is simply to say, God, I want you to look into me and everything about me. I want you to see my life. I want you to know who I am so that I can live the kind of life you would be pleased with. He already knows that he can't hide anything from God. And I think for a lot of us, that's the difficult thing. We tend to think that we can hide things from God. And that's the big uh, lie. that When we sin, we not only do the wrong thing, but we also lie. We we believe the lie that Satan tells us. Oh, no one's going to know. You can do this and no one's going to see. You can do this, and no one's gonna find out. It's just you. You're the and look. You're not gonna hurt anybody. Isn't that? Aren't those the things that go through our mind when when we get tempted with stuff? Oh, nobody's gonna notice that money is missing. Nobody's gonna see you pick it up. No one's gonna know that you've done this. And the lie we tell. That's the lie Satan tells us. The lie we tell is we tell Satan's lie to ourselves. You know, nobody's going to know it. And we believe it. We, we, we take it hook, line, and sinker. We believe it and we know it. And we think, God, nobody is going to know. It's, it's, it's not going to hurt anybody. I'm, it's just, this is just going to affect me. It's not going to hurt anybody else. No one will know. David says, look, God, I want you to look into my heart. I want you to see into my innermost beings. You already know everything about me. Read through that section of Scripture at the beginning of, the, of chapter 139. He says, look, if I hide in the darkness, Lord, you even see it as if it's during the day. Nothing is hidden from you. So know my heart, understand me, inspect my life, test me, prove me. So that if there's anything that's in me that you can tell me so that I can get it right. We don't go to the doctor and he say, look, you need, you've need you got all these problems. You need to start doing this and you need to start that. And, and simply walk out, hey, I'm okay. Ain't nothing wrong. Well, wait a minute. The doctor told you to do this, this, and this, and this. Well, he's, he tells that to everybody. Or you don't go to the uh, mechanic and say, well, it keeps making this clunking sound and he he told me he needed to do all that stuff, but I don't believe him. I'm going to just take it on home and maybe it'll stop doing that tomorrow when I start the car. We don't do that either. We want to because we don't want to have to pay that, that big charge for the mechanic. But if we want our car to r- run correctly, we want to have a trusted mechanic that will turn the screw or, or uh, put a new filter on or, or, or whatever it takes to get our car to run correctly so that it gets that noise to stop clunking because we know it means something's wrong. David said, God, look into my heart and life. You know what's going on in my life. Inspect me. And he says, why would he say, test me and try me? Because he wants to reveal his true character in a circumstance where... He's not expecting it. God, I, I might want to convince myself that it's not true that I gossip or that I lie or, or that I steal things, but God, put me in a situation where I have the opportunity to do those things and, and, and see if I do those things. Why? Because I want to address those things. I want to take, I want through your help to lead me in the way of righteousness so that it's not a part of my life. Why? Because David desires what all of us should desire is a closer walk with God. An opportunity to live and serve God in the way in which He desires for us to live and to be closer and have a more intimate relationship with God. God already knows us so intimately. But David realized that he can't know God intimately if he has sin and wickedness in his heart. And he wants to get rid of that so that he knows God as well as God knows Him. You say, well, that's blasphemous. You can't know God that way. God desires to know us and to have us to know Him. He's poured out His heart to us for thousands of years so that we would know His character, so that we would know His heart and He bore His heart on the cross of Calvary in the person of Jesus Christ so that we might have a close, intimate relationship. So don't tell me that God doesn't want us to be close to Him. He wants us to be as close to Him as possible, And we, but we can't be that close to Him if there's wickedness, if there's sin in us. And so we need to be real with ourselves. We need to ask ourselves, why am I doing the things that I do the things that I do? We need to ask ourselves this is still a part of the why series that and we talked about all those uh, why things, and we need to uh, why we need to be real with ourselves. We need to be real with ourselves so that we get closer to God so that we root out the, uh, uh, through the inspection of God and through God's direction and, and through His leadership and guidance in our life that we can root out the wickedness in our heart. You see, I'm going to tell you something you don't think I know. There's a little sin in your life that you're hiding from everybody. There's a little something in your life. You're you're hiding and you hope nobody ever finds out. There's a little sin in your life that, that you're doing from time to time and you're struggling with it so hard. And you're having such a difficult time with that. You want to know why I know that? It's because it's true for everybody. And David said... God, know me inside and out. Root that out in my life. Bring it out so that you can lead me away from this wickedness. And we'll never be close to God the way we're supposed to until we finally get rid of that. It's like having a diagnosis of cancer. Oh, you just got a little bit. Hey, I don't want any. I don't want any. Or uh, you're, you're eating some potato salad on a picnic and and your spouse looks at you and say, Oh, i, I got just a little dirt in it. Don't worry about it. Just a little bit of dirt. <laughs> I don't want to eat it. It's got dirt in it. We want everything pure. I, I don't want potato salad that's got a little bit of dirt. It's just got a few ants in it. Don't worry about it. Go ahead and eat it. I don't want any ants in my potato salad. I don't want any dirt in my food. Oh, you're picky. Yeah, everything has to be perfect. Do you want any of that? No, no. We shouldn't want any we, we shouldn't want any sin in our life, just like cancer. We don't want just a little cancer in our life. We want no cancer in our life. Oh, you got just a little bit of tuberculosis. Excuse me. Give me the medicine so I have zero tuberculosis. Whatever it is. We 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 want to not have those issues in our life, and we ought to be the same way about sin. Oh, I, I just got a little sin. Why is it okay for that? When it's not all right. In the, you just got a little bit of salt in your gas line. Don't worry about it. Hey, hey, you just got a little bit of salt in your... Somebody somebody poured a little bit of salt in your in your gas tank. Don't worry about it. You know what happens when you have salt in your gas line. When you have those kind of things going on, it, your, car, your car is going to you going it's going to quit running like it's supposed to run. you have a little bit of cancer in your life your li- your your life's going to eventually be eat up by cancer. You have a little bit of tuberculosis in your heart and your lungs eventually your lungs will be eat up with tuberculosis you, you you have a little bit of dirt in your your potato salad you might as well eat a whole cup full of dirt in there right I mean we wouldn't settle for those things in our life. Why should we settle for just a little bit of sin? David, David had a problem with sin. All of us have problems with sin. And David knew and understood his sin problem. And this is how David got close to God again. God, search me. Know my heart. Know the essence of who I am. Try me. Test me. And see if there's any wickedness so that I can be led in the right in the way of righteousness God I, I don't want it in my life I don't want it as a part of my life I want to be close to you is that your prayer today is that your desire or are you happy with just a little bit of sin in your life just a little bit of dirt in your in your potato salad no it's okay are you okay with just a little bit of sin? Well, most of us have been trying to lie to ourselves and say, hey, well, it's not doing that much damage. It's not doing that much, it's not that much of a problem. And yet we'd never allow that to happen in any ever any other aspect of our life. More than anything else, we shouldn't allow this to happen in our Christian walk. But we do. David said, Search me. Know me. Point it out to me so that I can follow you in getting it out of my life. It's my hope that you say that to God as well in your life. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we pray that you would help us to grow close to you and help us, Lord, to to search out the things that are in our life that are causing us to fall away from our walk with you Lord search our hearts help me to be real with myself help me to to realize that I can't let this sinful behavior continue Lord point it out through your spirit in my life and then lead me to confessing that sin repenting of that sin turning away from it And Lord, help me to walk in the way of righteousness so that wickedness will not be a part of my life. Lord, help us to be real with ourselves, so that we will follow you in the pathways of righteousness. Be closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Maybe you've been lying to yourself and you've never accepted Jesus into your heart. You might say, well, I always came to church. I've been a member of the church ever since I was just a little baby. I, I, I remember walking down an aisle one time. Yeah, but did you really give your heart and life to Jesus? Only you and God know the answer to that. It's so my prayer that you'll be real with yourself today and, and determine in your heart, did I really have a relationship with God? Do I really have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? If not, I hope that you'll come and ask Him into your heart today. Today. Don't delay any longer. Don't lie to yourself any longer and say, Hey, I'm a good person. My, my mama was a Sunday school teacher. My daddy was a deacon. I, I did all these things. I sang in the choir. None of those will matter. When the day of reckoning comes, do you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord? Have you invited Him into your heart? Have you asked Him to take your sins away? Be real with yourself. Ask God, test me, know me. God, help me to know the truth so that you can get it right with Him.